You're listening to Flaunt, Find Your Sparkle and Create a Life You Love After Infidelity or Betrayal. Have you been betrayed by life, your body, or someone that you love? You're not alone. No matter what you've been through, Naked Self-Worth helps you regain confidence, joy, and enthusiasm so you can create a life you love and flourish. Tune in weekly and learn how. Hello, welcome to Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal. I'm Laura Cheadle and yes, I too have been through betrayal as well as infidelity. After 23 years of what I thought was a pretty darn good marriage, I was completely devastated to find out that my husband had been cheating on me for 15 years with five different women. Let me tell you, there were many days, especially at the beginning, where I truly didn't think I could get through. I truly didn't think that I could get through the pain and the confusion. And all I wanted to do was forget because it seemed like everything that happened would remind me of something and it would be a fresh ripping, a fresh knife to the heart, a fresh pain. And now over three years later, what I can tell you is the pain is less acute. Is it gone? No. I really wish I could tell you that, oh, it just goes away and it's all fine. It doesn't go away, but it is much, much less acute. And even better than that, I think, is I know exactly what to do to manage it, to handle it. I have so many skills and practices that I can use to manage it. And I have also been able to take that pain and to use it as a catalyst because believe it or not, a lot of good things came from the infidelity. I took that pain as a catalyst, as a spark, as an invitation to something new and to something different. And I allowed it to push me to that next level. And without it, it's hard to say, excuse me, where I would be or where I wouldn't be. Because it is hard, it's hard to tell. But what I do know from the bottom of my heart is, I don't think I would be where I'm at today. I don't think I would be as happy as I am today. I don't think I would be as satisfied as I am today. And that pain is really what ignited me and pushed me through. And that's what I wanna talk about today. I wanna talk about the pain of infidelity and betrayal. And whether or not that pain ever really goes away, and I say it really doesn't. So then if it doesn't, what is it that we can really do about it? Rewinding a bit, 
I talked specifically about my infidelity recovery story. Betrayal can be infidelity, but betrayal can also be a whole lot of other things. We are betrayed by our bodies. When we age, oftentimes it feels like a betrayal. When we get sick or something catastrophic happens, oftentimes we feel like we've been betrayed by our body. I know even recently I had some plantar fasciitis and I'm a dancer and I work out and I love that. And there was a part of me that felt betrayed by my darn heel because it was like, but wait, I get up, I run around, I do things. How can my body not let me do this? We also really do get betrayed by life and by friends. We're promised promotions or raises that don't come through. People say they're going to be there for us and then they're not. People betray us all the time. And sometimes those betrayals are small and sometimes they're catastrophic, such as in the case of infidelity. And I don't want to say that it doesn't matter because the, because size does matter. <laughs> but it is still a unique kind of pain, if that makes sense. A small betrayal might lead to smaller pain, but it's still a unique kind of pain. Whereas a really large betrayal obviously leads to a very large amount of pain, but the pain of betrayal is so unique. And I think that's what I really want to focus on today. Why the pain of betrayal is unique. Does the pain ever go away? And when can you expect to feel better? And then what can you do to manage that pain, considering the fact that no, Pain doesn't go away for these catastrophic life events. So, okay, let's start from the beginning here. Let's talk about infidelity and betrayal. It's personal. And it only happens from somebody that you love and trust. And that's what's really insidious about it. Somebody who you don't trust can't betray your trust because you already don't trust them. Somebody that you don't love and have a relationship and feel safe with can't betray you because you don't feel safe with them already. You're already in that protective stance. You already don't trust them. You're already not relying on them and you're not counting on them. So that's why infidelity and betrayal is so painful. You trust somebody. You have taken down your guard. If you've been listening to the show a while, you know that I love using the concepts of burlesque and I love talking about getting naked. You're naked when somebody betrays you. If you're already protected and in your armor, they can't do it. It's only when you're naked, you're standing there in your granny panties with your hair in a ponytail and your glasses on, metaphorically speaking, <laughs> that somebody can betray you because you will not allow yourself to get that comfortable to people that you don't trust. So it creates a lot of trust issues because if I can't trust this person that I've trusted, who can I trust? And that's one of the first things that infidelity and betrayal strips you of is your ability to trust. Your ability to trust both other people and the world and yourself. 
which kind of leads me to my second point with that trusting the world. Not that we all believe in fairy tales, but we all believe that life follows certain things. And I don't care who you are or how much of a quote unquote realist you are or how you were raised. We all believe in certain things. We all believe certain things are right and wrong. We all have a certain level of expectation from other people and in relationships. And if you're in a relationship, you have an expectation of trust. You have an expectation of fidelity. You have an expectation. And when your partner betrays you or has an affair, all of your expectations just shattered. So you also start questioning the whole world. Am I the only one here trying to do good? Am I the only one doing the right thing? Because all of a sudden you learn not only has your partner betrayed you, but there's these affair partners that they're involved with. And in my case, there were five other women. And I would sit there and I would think, okay, my husband did something wrong, but are you kidding me? Five other women also did something wrong? Is Does nobody have integrity? Am I the only one being a chump, being a dupe in going around thinking, oh, I'll just do good and I'll just do the right thing and I'll be honest and I'll be, am I the only one living like this? Am I the only one trying? And it made me very cynical. Why am I trying if nobody else is? And then as I started studying infidelity and betrayal and looking at the statistics, it really made me even more cynical because it was like, clearly, I'm the only one out here who's even trying. So that's that second thing. First, it really impacts your ability to trust yourself or others or the world. And then second, around that world piece, it makes you feel like life is so unfair. The world is so unfair that you have been treated so unfairly and that you're such a victim. Because you are. And I want to make a distinction here. There is a difference between being a victim and playing the victim. I'm going to say that again. There is a difference between being the victim and playing the victim. Anybody can be a victim. Anybody can be victimized. And it is never, ever, 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 ever your fault when you have been victimized. That is on the perpetrator. That is 100% on the person committing the crime or the act of um, betrayal against you. That is not in your control. That's a hard nugget to swallow. To realize that in your life, you can be victimized is scary. It's disconcerting, but it's also the truth. Any of us can be victimized in so many different ways in our lifetime, and there is absolutely nothing we can do about it. Yes, maybe we can walk in pairs or make different decisions or things like that, but it's also 100% not 
in our control. What is in our control, however, is playing the role of the victim. Being a victim and playing the role of the victim are two very different things. If you have read my book, Flaunt, drop your cover and reveal your smart, sexy, spiritual self, you will know there's a whole section in that book about scripts, roles, labels, and how we act out, play out, live out certain scripts, labels, and roles. I was an only child. I am a female. I have certain subconscious beliefs about what it means to be an only child and what it means to be female. And I play that role. Yes, there's a lot of me that is authentically coming through, but I am also playing a role. I'm a mom. I volunteered a lot at school. I was a room mother in, P in PTA and all of that stuff. Those were roles that I played. I'm a wife. I am a friend. I was a corporate attorney. Now I am a betrayal recovery life coach and I am a life choreographer. Those are all roles that I play. What are the roles that you are playing? And what are some of the preconceived notions about how you play those roles? That's the kind of stuff my book takes a deep dive into. For example, I want you to do this right now. Think about your most prominent role. Is it mother, wife, daughter, whatever your job title is? What is your most prominent role? Now take a moment and think about what that person does, says, thinks, believes, or wears. You can even write it down if you're in a place where you can do that. To help get some of those creative juices flowing, think about this. What does a kindergarten teacher look like? What are some of the images that just pop up in your mind? What is she, she, see, I just did that. A kindergarten teacher is a she. What does she wear? Does she have a happy, enthusiastic voice or is she really grouchy? Does she like kids? Is she perky? Does she have a lot of energy? Think about all of those ideas that you have about what a kindergarten teacher looks like and acts like. I talk about this in my book quite a bit, but I had the belief around being a woman that women were self-sacrificing. I believed good women took care of their kids and their homes and their families with a smile on their face and that they did all of that stuff willingly and that they said no to other things because a good wife and a good mom is never selfish. She always puts others first. Those are those labels and those rules and those scripts that I'm talking about. And when something happens like infidelity or betrayal, and all of a sudden we realize, hey, I have been playing this role and that's no longer true, it can slide us right into victimhood. I did it all right 
and I didn't reap my reward. I did it all right. I was the sacrificial lamb. I was the self-serving wife and mom. I took care of everybody else and he did this to me. Or for the affair partner, my friend did this to me. I was a good friend and she did this to me. How could you do this to another woman? And then you enter another role and that is that role of playing the victim. That's my next question. What is a victim? What does a victim do? Does a victim get sympathy from other people? Is a victim somebody that everybody rallies around? What does it mean to be a victim and to play the victim? Ask yourself that. What does it mean to be the victim? And are you playing that role? And here's the thing. It's okay to play that role a little bit if it helps you process some of the pain. It is okay to put on that metaphoric costume of the victim and to play it for a while if it helps you process and understand. But do you want to be the victim the whole rest of your life? If you're anything like me, the answer is absolutely no. So then what comes up? Rage. Rage, anger, all of this stuff comes up. And then after that rage and that anger, how dare they and I'm not going to do this and da 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 da, it all crumples in. And your self-esteem takes a huge hit. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I need to lose 10 pounds whatever it is. So you're in this state of shock. You can't trust yourself. You can't trust others. You can't trust life. Life seems unfair. Um, you're in the state of victimization because you have been victimized. You're wounded. Your self-esteem is hurt and you're angry. That yields a lot of pain. <laughs> Let me tell you, not to mention the fact that all of your choices were taken away. Because when somebody betrays you, they know something that you don't know and they are keeping you in the dark. And when you're in the dark, you can't make a decision. If you are blindfolded and left in a dark room, you can't make decisions. And that's what it's like when your partner cheats on you. For 15 years, my husband made choices that impacted my life, yet he didn't tell me he was making them. I didn't have any knowledge of anything that was going on. So I couldn't choose to divorce. I couldn't choose to seek counseling. I couldn't choose to modify my behavior, even though that's what it wasn't about. I had no choice because I didn't know what was happening. So does that pain ever go away? No. That pain doesn't go away. Now, the good news is it does get better. And on average, it takes about 18 months to two years to get better, depending on how bad the infidelity or the betrayal was, depending on your recovery plans, depending on if you're working with somebody or not, or if you're just trying to do it on your own. 
There's a lot of factors, but just knowing that it takes a long time, 18 to 24 months for it to start going away. That right there is a comforting thought that will help you feel better because it's always good to know that yes, you are normal. Yes, this is a journey and it will get better and you will able to man- be able to manage it. And you could also use it as a catalyst for a lot of good. So breathe in, breathe out, relax, let go, and let yourself begin on the journey of recovering. That's what we're going to talk about in the second half of the show, that journey, that journey to feeling better, the steps of recovery. How do you manage this? What do you do to make this pain go away? The first half, we talked about why it's so painful and why it doesn't really go away, how it cuts you. We identified all of those knife wounds. We identified all of the salt (laughs) that's going in those wounds. And hopefully you feel validated because more than anything, I want to express that to you right here, right now, that however you are feeling, the way you are feeling is perfectly fine. You are perfect in whatever you're feeling right now. Whether you are in a state of rage or shame or grief or anger or denial or even la 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 blissful happiness, it doesn't matter how you're feeling. However, your feeling is absolutely perfect. And however, your feeling is going to change because all feelings are transient, all feelings are temporary. There is no such thing as one feeling that you will feel for the rest of your life. You will be happy. You will be sad. You will be in grief. You will be whatever it is. And you are going to cycle through those emotions for the rest of your life because that's normal. So whatever state you're in right now, please know that it is normal, that you are perfect and that I have got you covered. I understand. I've been there. We're going to take a couple minutes break for a commercial, a commercial about my life choreography, infidelity, and betrayal recovery coaching package. But before we take that break, go to nakedselfworth.com and download your free betrayal recovery guide so you can learn how to sparkle after betrayal. And we will be right back. And when we come right back, I will teach you and tell you all of the tricks for managing the pain of infidelity and betrayal. So stick with me. We will be right back. Do you feel betrayed by life, your body, or by someone that you love? You are not alone and you are not weak or overly emotional for feeling the way that you do. Betrayal is one of the most overwhelmingly painful experiences to navigate because it strikes at the core of who you are and what you are worth. No matter how gutted you feel, there is hope. You can flourish, not in spite of your experience, but because of it. I know. 
After 23 years of marriage, my world was shattered when I found out that my husband had been cheating on me with five different women for 15 years. I lost everything that day, my identity, my worth, and the future I had worked so hard to create. While it was a long and arduous journey back to myself, today I know who I am, what I want, and I am happier and more confident than I ever was before. I've got what I call naked self-worth, which is the ability to see, know, and love yourself for who you are, not for what you accomplished or for who you are in relation to others. No matter what has shattered your heart, if you're ready to get clear on who you are, what you want, and to learn how good life really can be, then life choreography is for you. Even if you feel too old or are too busy because you have kids at home and you're in charge of everything. Life choreography is a comprehensive five-month, five-step program that empowers you to strip out of your labels, roles, and scripts and to reveal yourself as you are, not as you think you should be. To learn more, go to nakedselfworth.com and download your free guide that shows you how to untangle yourself from the past, reclaim your sexy, and start re-choreographing life on your own terms so you can love and be loved for exactly who you most authentically are. And we are back with Flaunt, Find Your Sparkle, and Create a Life You Love After Infidelity or Betrayal. Today, we're talking about the pain of infidelity or betrayal and whether it ever goes away or not. And the answer is it takes time. About 18 months to two years, you will feel pretty darn normal. But will it ever completely go away? No because it happened to you and because it's significant. And I spent the first half of the show really validating the significance of that pain. It violates your trust. It takes all of your choices away. It leads to self-doubt. It leads to rage and anger. You've been wounded. Your self-esteem is tanked. Your trust in the world and the way things should be is all gone. And you have been victimized. The key is not playing a victim but in recognizing that, yes, you were indeed victimized. So for this half of the show, I really want to talk about the road to recovery, the steps that you can take to help that pain go away more quickly. So in 18 months to two years, you can get back to feeling pretty darn normal. And let me tell you, my journey and everybody's journey is a little bit different. I did start feeling better about two months out. Two months, I don't want to say I felt normal, but about two months out was where it was like, okay, I can manage the tears. I'm not breaking down all the time and being completely out of control. And I'm finding moments of joy again in myself and my life. It's degrees is little tiny degree shifts. Okay, how are we gonna do this? The first 
thing you need to do or you can do if you want to feel better is untangle yourself from the actions of the person who betrayed you. Betrayal is about them. It's about you. Betrayal is about the person who betrays. Adultery is about the adulterer. Murder is about the murderer. Rape is about the raper. It's so common for us to focus on what did the victim do wrong? When in reality, the victim never does anything wrong ever. The only reason we do that, it's a psychological phenomenon, actually. The only reason we do that is because it's too scary to live with that knowledge that at any point in time, somebody can quote unquote, do something to us. So we classify it and we sort and we categorize and we look at situations and we try to make meaning of why things happen. Because we figure in our brain, if I can make meaning out of this, then I can do something different to keep myself safe. When in reality, we can't. So we need to untangle ourselves from the person who betrayed us. Their actions speak about them. They have nothing to do with you. And yet, it's so common for us to want to hang on to that. If I would have been a better mom, if I would have been a better wife, if I would have been a better in bed, if I would have lost 10 pounds, if I would have made more money, if I wouldn't have nagged, if I... none of that matters. Cheating is not a normal and natural response to anything. Cheating is not normal. Cheating is a response of somebody who is in pain and who can't cope and who can't communicate and who doesn't understand things. Cheating is something that somebody does when they need help, not when you need help. Can you have problems? Of course we all do. Did you do things wrong? Probably we all do but you did not cause the cheating. And that very first thing you need to do is systematically and consistently untangle yourself from the actions of the person who hurt you. Because you did not cause this. You did not choose this. The second thing is make a plan. It's painful to be spinning. It's painful to have no control. Which is why, like I said earlier, we try to make meaning by looking at the victims and fooling ourselves into believing that we have control. When we have control, we feel better. Making a plan gives us a semblance of control and it makes us feel better. That is the very first thing we do in my five-month life choreography coaching package, we start thinking about plans. We start looking at directions. Emotionally, where do you want to be? Financially, where do you want to be? In your career, in your relationships, with your body, with your spirit, with your level of joy, where do you want to be? How do you want your emotions to be managed? You need a plan. 
Are you thinking about reconciling? Are you thinking about divorce? How long are you going to spend deciding? Or are you going to give yourself pretty much unlimited time? Is there a boundary that you need to create? Do you have a plan for when that boundary is violated? What's a fluid and flexible boundary and what's not? Having those plans in place helps you relax. It tones down the nervous system and it allows you to trust again because you don't have to figure things out in the moment. You know you have a plan. This is a boundary and this is what happens when it's violated. This is what I'm thinking and this is who I need to contact and what I need to do. You can start trusting yourself again. You can also start trusting others again because again, you have a plan. Boundary violation, and lack of integrity, whatever, you've got a plan for that. So you can start trusting other people because you know they're worthy of my trust. They're not. Self-doubt starts going away and your self-esteem and confidence increases because instead of spinning and playing that role of the victim where I've been hurt, it's so unfair, the world hates me, God hates me. Why did this happen to me? What did I do wrong? You have a plan and you have a direction. So your confidence starts increasing because you'll know today I get up. Today I take a shower, I put on makeup, and I go get a cup of coffee. Today I take a walk. I go to a park. Today, I take my book and I sit outside and read. Today, I call two friends. Today, I, whatever it is, make a nice meal for myself, pour myself some sparkling mineral water and take a glorious bubble bath. Having that plan helps you move forward in the direction that you want to go. So yes, self-doubt decreases, confidence, esteem increases, and you start feeling better. Also, having a plan prevents you from doing stupid things like, I'm going to revenge cheat, or I'm going to set out and destroy somebody else's life. Because let me tell you, even though you feel like that might be a good idea at some point in time, When you are a quality person and you hurt somebody else, it hurts you. And then you have to start dealing with your own guilt or shame or regret over your own actions. Sure, it might feel good in the moment, but it's not going to feel good in the long run. And why create more problems, more pain, and more to deal with? The third thing that helps you move through the pain of infidelity and betrayal is allowing yourself to grieve and feeling your emotions fully. That's why I spent the whole first half of the show validating and explaining why the pain of infidelity and betrayal is unique. Why it hurts so bad. Why it takes so long to get over. We can't deny what we feel. 
We can't just put on a happy face and say, oh, wow, I've untangled and I have a plan and it's all going to be good in the end. Yes, it is going to be good in the end. But you've also been through something major, way more major than you probably ever anticipated or knew about. And you've got to give yourself time to grieve and process. And let me circle back into that when I said more pain than you ever knew about. This is something that a lot of people don't like to talk about. Why? Again, because they feel like, ooh, if I talk about it, it's going to happen to me. I have no control over this and it's scary. So if I ignore it, it'll go away. La, 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 la. I can't hear you. A year or so ago, I interviewed a death doula for my show. And she talked about the fear of death is the number one thing reason that people don't do things like estate planning or, you know, long-term care stuff or life insurance because they're afraid of death. Which is really funny because talking about death doesn't cause death and everybody's going to die. Infidelity is similar. Not everybody is going to experience it, but if you look at the statistics, about 70% of married couples in the United States experience at least one act of infidelity. And chances are you had relationships before your current relationship. So if 70% of marriages experience infidelity and people break up oftentimes because of infidelity, we're kind of at 100%, getting close to 100%. I don't want to claim 100%, but we're getting close to 100% of the people out there have been wounded by infidelity or betrayal. Yet we don't talk about it because we're afraid if we talk about it, it's going to happen to us. Feel that pain. Don't get mad and get even. Feel the pain. Cry, grieve. Let it move through you because the only way to move it out of your body is to move through it. The only way to heal it is to feel it. So grieve and feel fully. Yes, have the plan for how you want to feel later or at the end of the week or at the end of the month. But like I also said earlier, all emotions are transitory. Feel that pain and then move into some laughter. Feel that grief and then move into excitement for planning. Feel all of that and then just move into a state of exhaustion. That's fine too. It's not about good or bad. You can feel pretty neutral or pretty exhausted. And that is okay too. The other thing that's really, really important for managing the pain of infidelity and betrayal is connecting with others who have been there and who have experienced it and who are willing to talk openly and honestly about it. Because like I said earlier, so many people are afraid of it. They think they're the only one and they're embarrassed. Oh my God, I don't want to say that my husband cheated on me or my boyfriend cheated on me because everyone's going to think I'm frigid. Everybody's going to think I'm a witch. Everybody's going to think I'm a nag. 
everybody's going to think something's wrong with me and I'm so embarrassed and ashamed, so I'm not going to say anything about it. And then I'll rationalize and I'll justify and I'll move into shame and blame. That's not the kind of person you want to talk to. An unhealed person will say something like, that's it, walk out, leave him, bam. An unhealed person will say something very strong, very definitive, and very judgmental. Why? Either because they made that choice and they're trying to validate that their choice was right by putting it on you, or because they are totally terrified. (laughs) And they're trying to make it about them and their choices and their relationships and what they did. And it's not about them. It's about you. A healed person will hold space for whatever it is you're going through. They will allow you to grieve and mourn. They will allow you to be filled with excitement and new possibility. They will allow you to be exhausted. They will not judge or push you to leave or to stay or to give it a certain amount of time. A fully healed person will also want you to be fully healed. A fully healed person is the kind of person that it's important for you to connect with. Somebody who understands that infidelity and betrayal is about the person who commits the act of infidelity. It doesn't have anything to do with you. We all have our own poopy doo. (laughs) We have our own flaws. And being on the receiving end of infidelity was a great opportunity for me to really take stock of myself and to fix some toxic habits and to look under my own hood, so to speak, and to say, you know what? It's about time I address this. You know what? That isn't great behavior. You know what? I need to fix this. It was a great opportunity for me to do that. And at the same time, my flaws did not cause the problem. So that's that gift and that benefit of connecting with somebody who's also been through infidelity in a healing whole way. Because they too probably self-reflected and healed and grew and became a better person. Because ultimately, the only thing we have control of is ourself. And the only thing we can do is become a better person or stagnate and become a worse person. And we all have that choice. And that is why the pain of infidelity and betrayal can be such a powerful catalyst. Going through it, I realized I never, ever will feel this way again. I am so devastated. I will never let anybody do this to me again. And at the same time, I still want beautiful, glorious relationships where I trust and I love. And how do I do that? How do I hold all of this? And the way I did that was by really turning within, getting really honest. Where am I playing the victim? Where can I step into my power? Where do I need to grieve more? What what old wounds have not been grieved, have not been 
felt? Where's the trauma that I'm still holding on? Where does my self-esteem need a little bit of boosting? How can I be more confident? How can I make me a better person? Being a better person and really tuning into that confidence is what I like to call your naked self-worth. And your naked self-worth is your ability to value yourself for who you are, not for who you think you're supposed to be, not for who you are in relation to others, but just you naked, you truly naked. Anybody can do anything to me and that's okay. I don't want to be victimized. I actually just got back from a vacation in Mexico where at several points in time, I kind of was victimized. I kind of was betrayed. I had some situations where there was not a lot of integrity. There was a lot of fraud around it. I've worked with some business people. I've spent money on contracts and services and they've betrayed me. And it's okay. I've learned from it, but I know it will happen again. But I know I'm in charge of just making myself better. And how I need to make myself better is to move through that pain, move through that shame, move through all of that. Untangle, realize it really was nothing about me. I didn't do things wrong. There's things that I can learn, but it's not really about changing me. And to be confident enough to know that I can brush it off. I can brush it off. Even when it's significant, when I'm losing money, when I've, you know, made mistakes, lost a lot, and I have, I can still brush it off. Why? Because I don't need anything to make me who I am. I am Laura Cheadle. I am a powerful force for good. And I am a purveyor of sparkle, man. I am happy and I bring happiness and joy to others and I enjoy that. I am powerful and I am a force. And I am very clear in what feels good and right to me. And I want to use all that I am to create good and joy in the world. That is my core, my essence. That is me naked. So when other people hurt me or take things away or strip things off of me, all I'm doing is allowing myself to shine. So if naked, I am a powerful force for good and a purveyor of sparkle, and I cover it up with these different roles, business owner, CEO, mom, wife, friend, fitness instructor, whatever it is, and they rip it away, that's okay. Let my true self shine. Don't fight them and pull back that cover. Let it go and shine. What did infidelity strip you of? It stripped me of a lot of different things, my self-worth, my future, my anticipated future, the memories of my past, my belief in marriage. Trust, it stripped a lot of things off of me. And instead of clawing to put those things back on, when I let them go and realized I was still Laura underneath, that is where the magic happened. That's that naked self-worth that I'm talking about. Take away my memories. 
I can still be a powerful force for good because that's who I am. Take away my anticipated future. That's okay. Because I am a powerful force for good and I can create change and create good. I can plan. And I can move in the direction that I choose. Rip off my trust. That's okay. I am a powerful force for good and I'm a purveyor of sparkle and I will find those who I can trust. And I will only get stronger in myself and in my ability to ascertain who to trust. My discernment will become better. That's what naked self-worth is all about. It's the allowing of that stripping to reveal who you are inside. And the beautiful part about it is sometimes we don't even know who we are inside until it's been stripped away. So what we think is the biggest pain and the biggest catastrophe, it can really be the greatest gift. I lost it all to gain it all. And that's how it can work for you too. But again, step at a time, piece at a time, day at a time, one plan at a time. Untangle. You did not cause this. You did not do this. You are the victim, but you don't have to play the victim. Yeah, we got victimized, that's life. Now what? Now I'm going to reveal my powerful essence inside. I'm going to make a plan. How I want to feel, how I want to think, how I want to be, how I want to express and experience life. Plan all of that. I'm going to grieve and feel my loss fully. And I'm going to connect with other healed, healthy, whole, complete people who have been through this journey as well. So I know I'm not alone. So I know I am fully heard and held. And so I know that where I am going to is going to be better than where I have been. Now I want to close the last few minutes of this show by sharing my acronym with you. And this is the acronym that I want you to use every day of your life. Yes, I want you to untangle, make a plan, grieve and feel, and connect with others. But this is the acronym that I want you to keep with you day in and day out that will keep you on this path. It will keep you able to untangle, make a plan, grieve and feel, and connect with others. Because trust me, there are so many times where you're just on the floor and you're like, I know what I need to do, but there's no way I can get there. That gap is too wide. Using the FLAUNT acronym, you create a bridge from that painful place that you are to a powerful place where you can 
Start doing what you need to do to feel better and to move through this pain that, again, I'm going to validate for you, is the worst pain that you can feel. And I will say that I do believe it's even worse than death because at least death is final. The word is flaunt. F-L-A-U-N-T, flaunt. That's what I want you to do every day is flaunt. F stands for find your fetish. Find your fetish. Fetish is a great word because it's got a couple of meanings. First, it's got the kind of juicy, sexy, you know, fetish like, woo, I crave this, I need this, yikes, it's sexy. And that's fun. But it also has an alternate definition. A witch's fetish is like her, her cat, her thing that brings her magic, her thing that creates that joy and that magic and that sparkle and that power. And that's what I want you to find every day your fetish. Whether it's something that you're like, woo, this is bringing me power and I love it. Or whether it's something that you're like, ha ha ha, I feel naughty and delicious having a second latte today or whatever it is. Find your fetish every day. Treat yourself right every day. Find your fetish. It can be big, it can be medium, or it can be as simple as reading a Bible verse. I do a little gratitude journal every day. That's my fetish. I love doing it. I dance and move every day. That's a fetish. I love doing it. Find your fetish. L stands for laugh out loud. Flaunt. F-L. L is laugh out loud. Find something that makes you laugh. It can be a meme. It can be a book. It can be a song. It can be a baby or an animal. It doesn't matter, but just find something and laugh every day. I just watched the Friends reunion. That made me laugh. Now I can't wait to go back and watch some of those episodes. They made me laugh. So did Seinfeld. Think about, so did I Love Lucy. You can make yourself laugh every day and you should. AU is the golden center of flaunt and that stands for accept unconditionally. Accept unconditionally where you're at. This happened. Wasn't your fault, wasn't your choice. You were a victim. But that doesn't mean you have to play the victim, except unconditionally that it happened where you're at, that you're grieving, that you're a mess, that you're angry, that you're vengeful. Accept it all. Because when you accept it, then you know where you're at and you can move on and you're not spending time and energy trying to deny it or blame others. You just accept it every day. N stands for navigate the negative. I talk about feeling better. You will feel better. I want you to feel better. And negative stuff is going to happen every single day. Some days, no, but pretty much every single day, there's some negative. Don't let it derail you. That's like saying, I ate the cookie, so the diet's off, and I'm just going to eat horrible the rest of the day. Oh my God, so you ate the cookie. You still have lunch where you can make healthy decisions and dinner where you can make healthy decisions and your midnight snacking where you can make healthy decisions. Don't let eating the cookie derail you. And that's what navigating the negative is about. So you get a snarky call from your ex. Navigate it. Let it go. Find your fetish. Laugh out loud. Accept unconditionally. Navigate the negative. And above all, T, 
trust in your truth. If something feels good, do it. If something feels bad, don't. Like I said, inside I'm a sparkly, powerful force for good. I trust in that. When I'm confused, I have to remind myself sometimes, whoa, 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 Laura, you're a purveyor of sparkle. Yeah, I am. Okay, how how does that work? Whoa, 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 Laura, you're a powerful force for good. Yes, I am. That is my truth and I trust in it. And that's what I want you to do every day is flaunt. Use that acronym. I sell bracelets with the acronym on it. I've got a bookmark with the acronym on it. Go to my website, lauracheadle.com. Upper left-hand corner is the shop. Buy something with the flaunt acronym on it to remind you. Write it out on sticky notes. Write it on the back of your hand. Tattoo it across your forehead. Forehead, Whatever, just remind yourself to flaunt every day because flaunt is the bridge. And it's going to get you from this place of not feeling good to a place of being capable of entangling, making a plan, grieving and feeling, and moving forward. So does the pain of infidelity go away? No, but it's okay. It gets better and you get better at managing it. And when you're better at managing this pain, you're better at managing all the pain. So lean into it. Yes, this is the worst thing you're probably going to feel in your life and that's okay. When you've hit bottom, you can't go any lower. Have an incredible week. Thank you for being here with me. Please connect with me on my Betrayed to Brilliant Facebook group. Email me. Let me know where you're at. And above all, go to nakedselfworth.com and download your free Sparkle After Betrayal Recovery Guide. Have an amazing week. And as usual, always remember to flaunt everything that you are because who you are is always more than enough. Tune in next time to Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal with radio host and live choreographer Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Develop naked self-worth and reclaim your confidence, enthusiasm, and joy so you can create a life you love and embrace who you are today. Download your free Sparkle Through Betrayal Recovery Guide at NakedSelfWorth.com.